This is Mark. I'm the publisher of CFOBookshelf.com. I've been doing this for about one year. And you know what? It's time to go audio. Welcome to CFO Audio Bookmarks, the voice for continued growth and learning for financial leaders. And now, your host, Mark Gandy. And that would be me. And here's how this will work. We have five bookmarks. And bookmark number one is she worked closely with both the creator of the IBM Executive School and W. Edwards Deming, and she's a friend of Vern Harnish. And her name is Kate McCune, an entrepreneur and co-author of Beyond IBM, and that's a book I've been nibbling on for the past couple of weeks. Now, I struck gold earlier this week when I got to interview her for nearly 90 minutes, and that conversation will be released in an upcoming show. And while hard to narrow down my favorite topic during our call, I especially liked her take on how not to learn, where she uses the acronym RAMIT. RAMIT stands for regurgitate, acculturate, memorize, isolate, and threaten. And that's from a white paper she just released called Genius Unchained. And it creates, it incentivizes, it does not incentivize collaboration, it does not incentivize generosity. It does not incentivize thinking. And you can download Kate's white paper at genius.com. Bookmark number two, everything that can be invented has been invented. Now that quote has been traced back to a patent clerk in 1899. Do your own research. Those are my exact thoughts after buying and reading Ryan Hawk's Welcome to Management this week. I mean, another management book, really? What else is there to write or to say about management? Hasn't everything been written about management that will ever need to be shared with us? Well, I still bought it because of Ryan Hawk. Now, he's not a household name yet. He has a strong stage presence and speaks with confidence and authority, and there is no rah-rah bravado in his presentations. Now, if you are young or a new financial leader, or if you read only a few management books, this one may be for you. It's fast, very digestible. Even the best-selling author, Dan Pink, gives this book a thumbs up. And by the way, Ryan, if you're reading or actually listening to this podcast, consider reading range to balance out your thinking on the 10,000 hour rule. Hey, let's move on to bookmark number three. Are Home Depot's Q4 profits a signal or just noise? This past week, Home Depot reported higher quarter over quarter profits in spite of lower sales. Every business news outlet I I read generally painted this information in a very positive light, but is it a signal or is it noise? If you chart the data, you'll probably find it's the former. While I own every Donald Wheeler book, consider adding Davis Balistrachi's Data Sanity. And by the way, I hope I did not butcher his name. Uh, The book is a bit more technical than Wheeler's books, but if you are a financial or data analyst, this is a great reference material. Again, the book is called Data Sanity. And if you prefer sampling his writing instead, you can start with his website or read his submissions at Quality Digest. 
And if you want to learn more, just find the links at book at bookmarks number 56 at cfobookshelf.com. Bullet point number four, or we should say bookmark number four, do you love your job? Now, that's the question I asked as I was being waited on by a distracted Walmart checker. While she was scanning my groceries at a snail's pace, I was hearing all the fun things she'd be doing with a friend that evening. Oh, she was talking to her while I was standing on the other side of the counter, wondering if this transaction would ever wrap up. And the conversation, too. Now, I asked that question when her friend finally walked away. The clerk just shrugged and smiled back. Now, was that a yes or a no? Or did she think I was just some crazy and impatient shopper expecting a good customer service experience? So, that encounter reminded me of Joe Pine's The Experience Economy that I've been reading this past week. Now, I think this book plays out better as a speech or a course, but I still recommend it for anyone in retail, food service, and professional services. And I do recommend it to every Walmart manager and clerk across the globe. Bookmark number five, investing versus giving. Vanessa Bryant's moving and touching speech at this past week's memorial for her husband and daughter reminded me of a letter that Kobe wrote to his younger self. It's called Letter to My Younger Self. It's written in 2016. It includes some deep undercurrents of what he was probably going through uh, with family members. I know very little about Kobe Bryant, the man, but his comments about investing in family as opposed to giving to them are coming from the mind of someone with depth and wisdom. He says in that letter, invest in their future, don't just give. Hey, it's time now for our final bookmark called Two CFOs with Bruce and myself. So, Bruce, who? I think we need to answer that question, Bruce. By the way, good morning, or well, we're actually recording this in the morning, Bruce. So, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Mark. So, I want to tell our origin story. Bruce is one of the coolest CFOs I've ever met. I mean, this guy is just rock solid. I enjoy getting to visit with him on a weekly basis. And the way I met Bruce, so first of all, Bruce is the CFO for PracticeLink. And PracticeLink is the number one, the best, the most awesomest physician job board in the world, period. I'm not a little biased, am I, Bruce? No, you seem to, uh, I, I, think you're, uh, I think you're being very, very objective in all of this. Thank uh, you. I know, I know. But, and I also want to add that PracticeLink was the first to market so there have been a few copycats that will never, never understand the plumbing uh, practice like. So anyway, so Bruce is the CFO for practice link has been for a number of years and I was involved in the onboarding process. So I got to be involved in the interviewing process. And so I think at the time the corporate office or one of the corporate offices in downtown Clayton, Missouri. And if you're not familiar with Missouri, uh, it's nearby St. Louis. And we went to lunch 
And we went to one of those restaurants where when you take off your coat, you give it to someone, they give you a number. And I knew this was going to be a special day because the number I got back was the number 42. So if we have any baseball fans, you know, it was going to be a special day. Did, did you know I got that number 42? Yeah, I remember you, uh, I remember you pointing that out and, and thinking at the time that seems like financial people, business leaders always tend to gravitate a little bit to sports and to baseball in particular, just because of the, you know, the nature of the game, daily grind statistics and those sort of things. So it wasn't a surprise, but it was definitely a, it was definitely an ironic moment. But the story gets really cool. So Ken Allman, who is the founder, by the way, one of the kindest, warmest, just, I cannot say enough positive things about Ken Allman. The, the guy is, just, I, he's a giver. And he's all those things without even trying. So Ken stepped away to go to the washroom. So that gave me a chance to ask the question I ask of all CFOs where I'm involved in uh, hiring. So I asked the question, I popped the question to Bruce. Bruce, what are the last five books you've read? And now I'm going to turn it over to Bruce because you blew me away. Not only had you been reading books, you started talking about them. And I thought, this guy is it. So do you remember any of that list? I know one of those books you remember, but do you remember the question, Bruce? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do remember the question. And it's, you know, reading's always been one of those things that has been part of my, you know, has has just been part of my my nature there that there's, you, you can get a lot of, you can get a lot of, of different of different value from different types of reading so try to read broadly in the, the kind of technical to some degree but the leadership and then um and then things to to broaden to broaden the horizons um there in this particular case and where where it became ironic was one of the ones i had just recently finished was the four obsessions of the extraordinary executive by patrick Lencioni, and um I hadn't been. I was not. A, I was not familiar with with Patrick Lencioni in general, uh, but had just been kind of scrolling through and was looking for for something to. Uh, I was looking for something in the, on the, the the team leadership and the the um, team culture realm and came across four obsessions. So I had been reading that, um, and then as maybe Mark will elaborate on, come to find out that that was uh there, that 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 was. That was interesting timing, and, and and to me was a was a sign that uh, maybe we were going to have a good fit here. Mark, did you want to you want to mention or or talk through what why Lencioni is so special to practice link? Yeah, that's interesting. In fact, it's extremely interesting because Ken, the founder, is from a small town, uh, Hinton, West Virginia, and one of his friends growing up was a guy named Brian Jones. Brian Jones works for the table group and the table group, maybe not as known as maybe some other uh, small uh, business coaching and consulting uh, organizations out there, but the table group, that's Patrick's uh, firm. So you have all of these independent consultants who, who deliver, who implement, you know, his teachings on organizational health. And so Brian and Ken have had that relationship. And so Brian is like family uh, to the organization. So he's been very involved in teaching 
a lot of the, the Lencioni organizational health concepts uh, for, for a number of years. And so that's why when you mentioned that book, I mean, the antenna just went up immediately. So I thought th- this is, yeah, again, a, a great match. So I have, so Bruce, I have one question for the day. Speaking of books, why should financial okay. leaders, why should financial leaders be readers? Well, you know, I think when you're, when you're in a field like ours, that is so technical. I mean, it's really easy to get, to get wrapped up in the debits and credits and get wrapped up in, in the statements and get wrapped up in, in the numbers. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to be a financial leader, you need to take a broader brew, a, a broader view on, on, on business and on people and on, on different topics that, that you might run across there. I think, you know, it, it seems to me that the, that, that reading habit has equipped me to strategically lead teams, to balance relationships and culture, uh, while still achieving financial and, and operational goals. I don't, you know, I don't think those two can can uh, those two can exist in a vacuum. So, to continue to read, to continue to get different viewpoints, to continue to to keep the mind broadened and pliable, um, is absolutely necessary to be able to to excel in. Um, in the environment of a true leader, um, taking the, taking the financial piece out of it. On that note, can I ask you, Bruce, the question I typically ask you at least weekly, if not weekly, bi-weekly, what are you reading right now? Um, so that is, uh, it's always, that's always an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm always, and I've always got a couple of things going. So, uh, currently right now on, Audible. Um, I am listening to, and uh, this is going to be a little. This is going to be a little embarrassing. I am currently listening to TB12, the book by uh, Tom Brady. That's not embarrassing. His training. That's not embarrassing. That's a great read. As, as a Ravens, you know, taking it just beyond beyond training for NFL, beyond training for football, the um, the things that he talks about as far as, as diet, as far as he talks about types of exercise and being planful in those things. Um, you know, I think there's, I'm, I'm getting some really good specific information out of the book um, there, but also getting a, uh, getting an insight into his thought process and his frameworks as far as remaining competitive um, and continuing to, you know, continuing to adjust and develop as, you know, as his situation changes. So um, I'm finding it a, I'm finding it a definitely interesting book. I just finished um, Ryan Meltzer's uh, first conspiracy. It's a, a book written sort of in a fiction, fictional tone, but with, with, a, with historical backing that was talks about a assassination plot um, it was um, that was being planned on George Washington as the as the American Revolution was um, was getting um, was getting up and going. It was finished, you know, finished a while back. The kind of you know every few years rereading of the Best and Brightest by Halber Sam. Uh, there, I'm probably going to jump back into some business um, business books along the way. Also, just finished the uh, That'll Never Work on Netflix, which was. Um, which was which was really great as well, and kind of getting the insight into how things developed and how things kind of grew and evolved over time. 
Bruce, this is our first chat. You going to come back next week? Let's see, I think, uh, <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's like, you better. I said, I was going to, I was going to keep, uh, I was going to keep things PG rated, keep it a family show. So heck yes. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll that will be a story for another time. <laughs> so, so anyway, Bruce, you have a great week. You are always, <laughs> is always super awesome. Uh, always great working with you and, uh, the, just the outstanding people at, at practice link. So, Hey, we'll catch up next week. Hey, and that's a wrap for this episode of CFO audio bookmarks. I also want to thank Bruce whom we were just talking with and don't forget to check us out more at CFO bookshelf.com.